0: What's up, Hyperfast Nation? On this episode of the show, we've got an amazing real estate agent calling in from Canada who has done over a billion dollars of deals and is crushing it now with a new lead generation source for buyers that you are not gonna wanna miss out on. Welcome to the show, Brad Vandewall.
1: All right, welcome to the show today, Brad. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for having me. Where, uh, just so the listeners know, where are you calling in from today? I'm actually in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So as we were talking a little bit, before, weather here is a little bit different, I know, than you guys, but uh, real estate's all the same up here as you.
0: Yeah how how has the market been in uh, in your area this this year so far?
1: This year it's been really good. Calgary is actually probably one of the only markets in North America that's actually been going down since 2014. (laughs) So everybody else has been skyrocketing and we've been kind of fighting against it or very, very little growth. And then uh, the beginning of the year this year has been probably, I think the best start we've had in seven years. So hopefully we're turning it around now because I know that the rest of North America has been uh, doing really well since about 2014.
0: Yeah, that would uh, that actually be something great to go into today? Um, you know how you've grown in a maybe a declining market, and um, sure. and what maybe has changed this year with with signs of that turning around. Before we do that, though, why don't you give folks a little bit of your background just so they know who you are?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. My name's Brad Vanderbilt. I actually used to run uh, the number one team at the number one REMAX office in the world, was actually in my city. Uh, You know, our team has collectively sold over a billion dollars worth of real estate. Uh, Last year, we had our best year ever. We sold 500 new homes. 300 of them were actually um, new construction, so I can talk about that if you want. Uh, And then a lot of resale stuff. You know, we found something that's a unique niche right now is um, something that I'm really, really doing very well at is doing first time homebuyer seminars actually via zoom. So I actually, um, last year, personally, myself, normally I sell about 70 houses a year myself and the team sells a bunch, but last year I was able to crack the hundred barrier, even with the COVID year for us here, uh, because I started doing first time homebuyer seminars via zoom and it's been like banana lands. Like I just got three referrals, uh, from my mortgage program we did together just yesterday. So, it's, uh, it's one of the best things that I've ever done was it's been amazing for my business.
0: That's awesome to hear. I love the innovation there. Had you been doing seminars online bef- before COVID or was that a new thing? No,
1: no, we were doing like brick and mortar style. But yeah. then, as I mentioned, the, the weather was tough, right? So we started doing like October, November of 2019 and it would snow three feet and there was minus 40 and people just wouldn't show up. The parking wasn't great we still had them and we still had some traction. So we were still getting, you know, I was still doing about a deal a month from it. So to me it was still worth it and we're learning. And then COVID hit and Canada went like full lockdown. Like, I mean, like we barely could leave for basically four weeks. Um, and then my, my, uh, mortgage broker, my lender's like, why don't we try these via zoom? And I'm like, what's zoom? I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Right. I had no idea. I'm not a tech guy. He's like, it's this thing. I'm like, all right, man, I can't leave my house anyways. This is probably going to suck and it won't work, but let's try it. Well, I got my foot in my mouth right now because we were getting about um, 15 to 25 people on there um, every single week. And then we switched marketing companies. And now we get on average of about 80 to 110 on every single week. And that's per week. That's mm-hmm. per week. Right. It's banana lands so the company that i'm with so i partnered up with a company and they are insane it's very inexpensive it's a one-time fee that you pay them they only allow a certain amount of people per city and um it's been great like i was getting like i said 15 to 20 people that would show up before the last one two times ago we had 100 people on 94 people stayed until the end and 37 people asked to talk to my mortgage broker
0: Wow, so this is this is something you're doing uh, you're partnering with a mortgage yeah. broker and you have an there's an outside company running it is that what you said?
1: Yeah, I'm not a yeah, I'm not a tech guy at all, so basically yeah. I show up, do a zoom for an hour and a half, all the leads get nurtured before and after and then we just have to do the follow up with our CRM. So that's how we've set it up.
0: And are you how are you driving the leads there?
1: I don't, I know they do it through Facebook. I don't know how Um, that's kind of the company we had at first. Wasn't very successful. It had a very low attendance rate, maybe 20%. uh, And then we, like I said, maybe 15 or 20. And I remember I flew out to Niagara Falls when these guys, I heard they could crush this Facebook, um, these Facebook leads. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I remember I flew there Flew back here, and then the very first one, we had 74 that showed up, and that was by far our biggest event, probably three times our biggest event we'd ever had, and, and that was probably back in uh, October, November. And now the rest is history. So I sold 30-some houses last year from this. This year, I'll probably double or triple that just from this. Wow, those are those are great numbers. Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever found by far in my career. The challenge i found with Internet Lead, Jen, I've been doing it for 10 years, that you're doing it – to close one or two percent and it's a lot of follow-up these people come to your webinar they know like and trust you hopefully after that hour and a half so the follow-up's a lot easier because you already have a personal rapport with them and they're booking a schedule with my mortgage broker to get approved so then they spend another 45 minutes with them and then the call comes to me and i do a zoom like this to see what they want so they spent three four hours with you even before you start looking
0: wow that's I mean that's that's some of the best numbers I've heard of for online
1: uh, webinars for buyers. Yeah. Anyway, it's bonkers. We do the same thing when we do investors. So I do investor webinars too, and our numbers are less there. Uh, they tend to be a little bit, a little bit more flaky. But we still like, we're still doing a lot of stuff via Zoom right now. We are launching. Now is built- that
0: is that for invest like people wanting to to buy investment properties or, or okay.
1: Yeah, so we did. So in Canada, we launched a building, sold a bunch of them. And I was marketing out East because there's a lot of money out in Toronto. A lot of people have a lot of equity. So we actually did a zoom like this, uh, but we did it for hundred, hundred investors out there. Same thing. Close some, close some deals from there. And we started doing investors one. So I probably closed 25 or 30 deals just from doing these zoom seminars to investors too. So it's been a big part of my business the last six months.
0: Wow. What, uh, okay. So what else are you doing for, uh, you know, since Corona, um, that maybe is, is different. That's helped you, you know, get from 60, 70 to a hundred, you know, deals personally.
1: A lot of it's still, it's just follow up. The lead gen that we're doing is a little bit better now because I still do Facebook lead gen. Uh, you know, again, I have two different companies doing two different things for me and, and I found the leads to be a lot better. Um, you know, you can get a dollar Facebook lead, but mine are about seven or eight bucks. But it it comes in and it talks about how much money they make. It talks about their credit score. It talks about when they want to buy. Talks about like it takes them longer to fill this out. So those have been a lot better. My conversion rates are a lot higher because somebody's taking the time to fill out the whole questionnaire. So they tend to be more serious. Um, we do. We just work a lot with builders too, like a lot of inner city builders. So that's been that's been a big part of our business as well too. Nothing super crazy, but the, the Zoom stuff is very time consuming because we get hundreds of leads and then you follow up with them and, and stuff. So the Zoom stuff's really what's taken us to the next level for sure.
0: So are the, are the builders you're working with, are they are they doing bigger buildings, smaller buildings? Like what's what's been trending where you are since COVID?
1: Uh, Yeah, so they're bigger buildings. The one that we sold out was 188 units. Uh, My business partner, Mark crushed that one. And then um, last October, we did 88 units all within two weeks. Then we're in the middle of another building right now. And we're probably at about 30 or 40 for that one too. So the building sizes are, are, they're different. One's 88, one's 188, one's 210. So just do a few different buildings. And we uh, cater to investors, come up with Uh, five-year rental guarantees. So investors, uh, the developer actually offers straight from them a five-year rental guarantee for a certain purchase price. And uh, so that the investors feel safe that they, even if it's vacant, they still get a certain amount of money. So it's a pretty good marketing uh, plan that we came up with.
0: Yeah. I've I've never actually heard of that. That's, that's pretty unique and innovative. Um, What, uh, what do you think is different now? This year, and you said it's like the first first year you've started off where the market looks like it's going up. yeah uh, what how is that affecting
1: you know your approach to business now? I think it's for the first time, literally in seven years, it's been that we literally have very little inventory, uh, like none. Like we haven't been in a competing offer situation. like you get the odd one that's priced well and you get a competing offer, but very rarely do you get a competing offer situation. We're in constant Constant competing offer situation because we literally have barely any inventory and, and we haven't had that in seven years. So that's, again, that's, that's the major driver right now is you used to look at communities even back in October that used to have 30 listings. Now there's five. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Like there's 11 offers on some stuff right now. And I know most of the, most of the United States has been going through that for a very long time where we haven't been. So this is all new for us. Um, for the last seven years and it's you have to totally have a different strategy i actually take people now and ask them if they want to build because there's inventory out there so now the new builds are actually going crazy and they're running out of lots so it's uh it's it's crazy times up here but you guys most of you guys are used to it by now we're just getting back into it
0: yeah we i feel like i've been writing competing offers, or, or my team has since like 2010 or 11,
1: Yeah, that's my exactly. And so we like, we haven't done that. So imagine the new agents in in Calgary that have been coming up for the last six or seven years that have never seen competing offers. I have agents calling me all the time. They're like, Oh, have you ever seen this many offers? I'm like, well, I've been around for 12 years. I'm like, yeah, they used to be like this back in 2013 and 14. So nobody's seen it in forever. now it's like houses listed 10 offers. So it's, it's a big shock to the system. It's only been for four weeks right now. So we'll see if the trend continues.
0: Hey, hold that thought for a minute. Do you want to take your real estate business to the next level? If you do, there's no reason to go it alone. Learn from people who've been where you want to go. Carrie and I have sold billions of dollars in real estate. We've netted over seven figures for seven years in a row now and we want to see if you would be a good fit to work for us. We don't work with a lot of people but we wanna give you a chance to get on a free strategy call to see if we can help you get your business to the next level. Go to hyperfastcoach.com and apply for your discovery session today. Again, that's hyperfastcoach.com. Yeah, that's, um, you know, you'll have to get used to like, you know, waiving contingencies and all of that good stuff. Have, have, Have people started to try and find homes you know, off market or, or go directly to, to owners and, and bring them, you know, deals before their homes listed. Has, has that started to happen yet?
1: I would say that not yet because yeah. it's not, the public's not super aware, like aware of what's going on. It's like, it's an immediate, it's not, it hasn't caught wind yet, but any realtor that's doing any amount of business knows that one in three houses right now that's listed goes into competing. So the first day, uh, but the public doesn't know. So I, I think if it stays like this and this trend goes for a couple months, I think we're in for some pretty interesting times.
0: Yeah. That's, that's like the next, you know, step in the evolution is you, you got to get good at finding the, the sellers before they're actually getting their home on the market. And, um, you know, the, 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 makes the problem harder for buyers. So it gives you more chance to deliver value. Um, how was it, how was it, you know, the seven years before, like, how did you grow your business and, and, and uh, you know, in a declining market was, were you hunting more for buyers then than maybe, or, yeah. or what was, what was that like? Cause I know a lot of agents, you know, fear like the market turning, but here you're a good example of, it can be going down and you can still do a lot of, a lot of business.
1: You can. The truth is you work twice as hard almost to make half as much, but then the, the you know, you, you get some systems in place that now with the systems we have now, our growth is just going to be like this compared to, you know, some other people that maybe haven't been in that situation. But the honest truth is just for me, I'm old school. I hit the phones. Like I seriously hit the phones every single day. Yesterday I was literally on the phone from 10 AM till eight, seven 30 PM before I had to go show at eight. So I just cr- sat here literally in this exact chair and just, crushed calls, calling builders, past clients. So for me, that's been a big big part of it is you just have to work harder is the honest truth. Like there's just no other way around it is, you know, getting buyers was a really big one for many years because just the listings would sit there for six months, some of them, and it was just like, oh my God, a listing? Like, I don't think so, get me a buyer. (laughs) So you just kind of focus on getting buyer leads and what that looks like. So I, I think that's been the big part is, I've stayed fairly consistent in my career. One of the mistakes maybe I've made is not getting enough listings, although we have a ton, but I've always been buyer, buyer heavy. So even in the declining markets, I still was still getting strong and gaining momentum. My team was, cause I had a lot of buyer systems in place.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a good, Good nugget to take away if you're an agent worried about the market shifting. You know, it, it can shift. It's just you gotta shift with it and yeah. um, figure out, you know, maybe I need to be less seller focused and find more buyers, or you know, the the point is transactions happen no matter
1: what the market's doing. It's just your approach to to getting them might have to to shift. I think the big thing too is that. The market's going to change wherever you're at. It's cyclical, so there's going to be a point where you guys start going down too. I think the best advice I can give, because I've been in the market that's been challenging for a while, is just don't listen to the noise. Like that's one thing that I took my team off because we were in our uh, we were in our brokerage. I took our team out of out of the brokerage, and I just created a positive attitude. Or did my best to create a positive attitude, and we had meetings, and we have that, and you wouldn't have known that the sky quote unquote was falling for a couple of years there because we just came in and we were selling houses. And I think that if you listen to an agent's like, Oh my God, it's so, and you just keep listening to all this stuff. It's just going to start affecting your mental state. I haven't watched the news in 12 years. Like I just really hyper-focus if there's stuff going on around the world, the truth is my mentality is I can't control. I definitely can't control what's going on in the States. I can't control what's here. I can barely control in my own environment. So you just kind of try to stay as positive as you can. Cause when the market changes, you're going to get down, but listen to audiobooks, do whatever you got to do to stay above water and, and keep a good mental focus.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I agree with you there. You, you got to pick what you focus on and you're going to be a lot more successful if you actually focus on the things that you can affect and interesting. So you, you took your team out of the brokerage. Did, did you have to form another brokerage to do that or, or no, I
1: just took them off. So I just rented another space. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, still part of the same brokerage at the time. And then we just we just rented a space because so many people were coming in. We had a pretty big, we had the biggest team in the, there. And we had a few different offices and it wasn't, we didn't have the right synergy and people come in and start complaining. And my guys would be like, is this true? And I'm like, we got to go. So I just took everybody out.
0: Yeah, that's that's the challenge, I think, with some of the the bigger brokerages. You know, when, when you get up to a couple hundred agents is you'll, you'll have people that come in and just want to, Chit chat, complain, whatever it is, you know. Sometimes it's not even necessarily like harmful, but it's just not in in not in support of the direction that, that you want yourself or your people
1: to go in. Correct. Absolutely true.
0: Um. So you you took the team away, got yeah. them in an environment that you could control more
1: physically. Right. Uh, and what what kind of impact did that have? It's a big impact because picture whenever the market's going down, and we were the number one team. So people were coming up to us asking us how we were doing it and coming in complaining. And it was just, it was a revolving door of agents coming in and complaining in the office. So it was it was pretty challenging. The truth is because our team grew quite big, pretty quick. We had three different offices with four different people. So we didn't have a team synergy because four people would be here, four people would be here, four people would be here. And then people would just kind of bounce around to different offices. And it, it was just a must for us. And then as soon as we left, you know, I, we, uh, the morale was low. Like it really was like, I, I re- recognized the morale was getting a little bit low and I, I really wanted to pull the team out, get the right people on the team. And then, you know, we had team meetings and we had, uh, buddy systems in place we had point systems in place we had vision boards so like the just the things to keep the mental mindset we had that uh, and we were able to create that in our new office and it, it literally it took a little bit to change no you know all kidding aside it took a while like it took three four months at least for people to really because you got it you're training people to really get new habits again and then once we did that it started getting definitely a lot better and the synergy around the team got better and we just kind of accelerated from there
0: and how's has the what what's happened over the years to the size of the team? Have you gotten bigger in terms of you know number of people, agents, or stayed the same? Not name?
1: really. No. I, you know, I've kind of hovered around the six or seven. I think I was up to ten at one point, and I'm just it just wasn't for me. I just want to have the right people. The people that have been with me now. I think the shortest is three or two years, and the longest is eleven. So we have people now that. You know, we're, we're we're family now. It's just it's just a part of it, right? So I'm not looking to to join or to add anybody to my physical team um, right now. But it's just something that we're just we're comfortable where we're at.
0: Gotcha. So you're you keeping it as a lean, um, efficient, uh, you know, well experienced uh, team that's putting up pretty big numbers, right?
1: Yeah, yeah doing my, doing my best. Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what? Um, what do you think the biggest challenge is going to be for you and the team this year? You know, obviously, COVID pandemic lockdowns yeah. still, still around, but I think it's it's been a year, so people are adjusted to whatever changes you know has happened. Uh, what do you think the biggest challenge will be this year?
1: You know, that's a great question. If you would have asked me two months ago, I, I would have had a different answer than now because just two months ago, the market wasn't is now it's going to be inventory. And I have I just haven't said that in so long, like literally for years. And I think that's the biggest challenge. If it keeps going the way that it is now for us, it's definitely going to be inventory. So I'm going to have to go back in my tickle trunk that I used to use 10 years ago to get listings in a hot market and do the same right now where you know, we're just going to have to go back and we're just going to adapt. But luckily I've been in the industry long enough and had systems in place back then that I'm just going to start incorporating probably in the next couple of weeks to get more listings. We already have, you know, we were trying different techniques. Uh, you know, one of the techniques we tried to get listing that's has been absolutely massive for us is calling landlords. Right? So, you know, you have a lot of places that are for rent, uh, we just call a lot of them and ask them if they've thought of selling because the market's going crazy. And we've already listed a few, just switching to that. We used to do that a few years ago, got away from it a little bit, and now we're just hopping back into it uh, because it's it's massive. A lot of people are like, you want to what? Like you catch somebody that just had a bad tenant, it's the best time because they're like, you want to what? Yeah, I do want to sell this. And the great part about finding somebody like that is if you're going in and you're finding a client in your guys' market where it's like, well, I have nowhere to move. These people don't need a place to move. They just want to flat out sell their investment property. So that's been a big thing that I've been teaching some of my students is just like, hey, find that another gold mine to get listings is actually retirement communities. Um, A lot of retirement communities don't have a realtor or a broker package. So we have a retirement community package where we come in, you know, in your case, you know, pool cleaning or whatever it is. Like, um, for us, it's snow removal, obviously. So we have different stuff up here. <laughs> you find the systems that you have, you find some declutters, you get all this, you get a marketing package, you go talk to four or five different retirement communities. The truth is, is that whenever an elderly person comes into retirement community, most of the time, if, if you find the right retirement community, they have a home to sell. So if they have a home to sell, that's a great opportunity for that retirement community to refer it to you. Uh, so that's been a, a big part of our, uh, of our business too.
0: Yeah, I think I think those are a lot of great ideas there, and maybe you know maybe it's time to get new builders too. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, we're (laughs) working on that. Definitely, we have quite a few. I think we have like inner city. I think we have about forty or fifty that we work on and off with. So we have we have a ton that's helped, but you know they might do only four houses a year. But if you have a you know you have thirty to forty of them or fifty, even it's it's been pretty lucrative. When we made the switch to get builders and really go after builders hard and then also bring in, uh, the buyer side of things. That's, that's, what's helped us stay balanced.
0: Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of great stuff going on and, and, uh, you've had experience in declining markets and, and now, now you're going to get to experience what, you know, many of us have been dealing with for years with low inventory and, you know, trying to be the first in to, to see, uh, that new listing with your buyers and waiving contingencies, finding off market. So it's, a, um, you know, more opportunities to, to, to deliver value.
1: To, to for people. sure. Absolutely. Uh,
0: before we wrap up here, I always love yeah. to do uh, the hyper fast round. If you're ready for some rapid fire questions and answers.
1: Absolutely. Let's go.
0: All right. What's your biggest piece of advice to a new real estate agent?
1: Mindset and always have a schedule like schedule yourself. That's the biggest one that 90% of realtors don't follow a schedule.
0: What about experienced agents?
1: What would you tell them? Honestly, the same thing. <laughs> Cause I even find experienced agents, let their schedule, they get controlled by their schedule. They don't control their schedule. So my advice is actually probably just about the same.
0: What's the biggest challenge you've ever had in business and how'd you overcome it?
1: wow, I don't want to get emotional. Actually, my biggest one is I actually had a brain injury um, and I was in the hospital for for four weeks and I couldn't walk or talk. Um, and that was only a couple of years ago. So I would say that's my biggest one for sure is not knowing if you're going to make it out. Uh, so that was challenging. And my team seen me that way. And then um, just a vow to come back better. And, and we've never sold more houses. So I think it was just... Um, I don't know. It's a life. It's a wake up call. It's, it's a calling. So if anybody has gone through something like that, uh, for me, that changed my life. Absolutely. So that was my biggest challenge by far.
0: Yeah, that's uh tough one. Uh, one, it's one of the harder one, answers I've heard to that, to that question. So good for you. And, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you learned a lot from that. Absolutely. What, yeah. uh, what would we find you doing when you're not, you know, sell, you know selling real estate? What do you do for fun?
1: <laughs> Fuck. That's a hilarious question. Yeah. You know, why don't you ask my <laughs> fiance that? Because she'll say that there's nothing. Like we're literally and we go to Disneyland quite a bit and I have to bring a charger, a phone charger, and I have to get two other chargers. And I'm just on the phone the whole time and her parents. So I would say I put travel in the middle of that. Um I do love watching hockey, being, you know, big hockey fan. So but traveling. Your team. To, uh the Edmonton Oilers. So okay. I'm from Edmonton or like grew up in Edmonton. But I would say that and you know, I, I do. I just love entertaining. I love hanging out with people. I, I, you know, I'm a very social person. So some of my favorite things to do are just grab a bottle of wine with, with some of our favorite couples to go to dinner at and just enjoy each other's company.
0: Awesome. Uh, last one. Where do you see yourself five years from now?
1: Where do I see myself five years from now? Well, if I had it my way, I would be running one of the largest coaching programs in the world. Um, that would be my vision that's on my vision board to be doing that in the next five years so funny you ask I'd like to have one of the largest coaching programs in the world for realtors
0: awesome well before we wrap up if uh if you want to tell the viewers and listeners how to get in touch with you or learn more about your your team or your coaching program or any of that great stuff uh what's the best way
1: Yeah. So actually for everybody that's listening, if you want to learn that first time home buyers nugget that I gave at the beginning, I actually do every Thursday, I do a live webinar. I actually teach how I do it. So if that's something that you want to learn, you go to coachingwithbrad.com and then you sign up, you'll get all the notifications and everything. And it's every single Thursday. So again, coachingwithbrad.com that's been a big one. And then, you know, you can reach out to me on Facebook, just Brad Vanderwall, add me. And then if you're interested, like, Holy man, I want to have that first time homebuyer. So it's literally a gold mine. Um, I can put you in contact with the company that helped me do this, which has literally changed, changed the way I do things. Like I did, I did two first time homebuyer seminars when I was in Mexico four weeks ago. Then I came back to four pre-approved buyers. Like where else can you do that? So um, again, that absolutely huge.
0: Yeah. That, that sounds amazing. So that alone, I think, is worth. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, want more buyers to to, to contact Brad because um, those are, those are some monster numbers.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's huge.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show, Brad. I know uh, your time is valuable and you're you're a busy guy, closing you know triple digit number of deals in a year. So we appreciate you coming on and uh, you know sharing your your expertise with with our listeners today and for everyone who tuned in to watch and listen, please remember to, uh, like comment, share all all of this great stuff and we'll see you next time.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me. I'll come back anytime.
0: Thank you for tuning into this episode of the hyper fat show. Subscribe to us if you want to make sure you get the latest and greatest hyper fat shows. And remember, we love reviews. Views help us bring better and better guests prove our shows and give us the good the bad and the ugly
1: we hope you enjoyed the show and we will see you next time